you for tuning in again to the Crypto Basic Podcast. Today we're going to have a roundtable episode on Bitcoin Cash's upcoming contentious fork. Now, we didn't actually have time to edit this. We recorded this last night, so it's going to have a little more ums and likes and you knows than usual. Bear with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Michael Lockie, and I'm here with my co-host, Brent. What's up? Good morning. I love early morning recordings. They're my favorite. And uh, we have a special guest today, uh, a good buddy of ours, Brent. This is what I love about crypto is I know you through group chats and other friends, and I've actually never met you, but I feel like we've talked for about a year now, pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hey, it's good. It's good to finally uh, put a face to your your te- your text, and uh, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, I feel like I know you guys a lot better than you know me because I listen to the podcast. So when we mention a friend that talks very reasonably about Bitcoin Cash, this is who it is. That's why right. he's here. I want to introduce him as um, he's the best person we know on this topic. Right? Like he is gonna he's gonna be. Uh, humble here and he's going to say that you know ah uh, you know i, I just know a couple <laughs> things I, I, no no he is the smartest person i know on this topic and i knew very little about this upcoming hard fork for bitcoin cash potential we don't know for sure if it's happening to this point um there's there's a lot of things i have questions on um i did a little more research into roger ver a couple of the other things and and we have a lot to go over we have a lot a lot to talk about so uh anything off the top you want to lead off with um, not really. I, uh, I guess I'm just here to answer questions. Um, good. All right. I'm about to say, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not like a super expert, but, uh, I do, I am a fan of Bitcoin cash. So I have probably be, probably been following it more than, uh, a lot of crypto people out there. So I don't take everything I say as gospel, but I'll do my best to keep it as accurate as possible. I feel like we have definitely dropped the ball on this. We should have known more about this. And then I like my birthday is November 15th. So which should be when we release this episode. So happy birthday to me. Happy I'll, birthday. I'll have my dog sing or something. But the <laughs> I I was like, wait, my birthday's coming up. So is the fork. We didn't we <laughs> we haven't even said anything on the show about the fork. So like late last it was like 10 p.m. I was like, hey, you want to get on the show? We need to talk about this. Um so yeah, we're very much not experts, so you're the expert in this circle of three people. You know, I don't know what that means in the grand scope of crypto, but is there anything you want to tell the audience about who you are before we get going? Um, you don't have to. I'm just, uh, yeah, like who I am, I guess, is a uh, what a got you into crypto. Student. Let's start there. Well, like, wh- like what brought you here? What got you into crypto? Where, where, where's your journey been? I um. I'm upset because I first heard about it uh, probably 2011, and a buddy of mine was trying to get me to mine Bitcoin, and I looked into it, and it seemed like something that I was definitely interested in, but I'm really paranoid about running uh, software on my computer where I don't know uh, the source of it, and it all seemed a little more sketch at the time, so... Like I figured it out a little bit, told him what he needed to do if he wanted to do it. Uh, he never really got into it that much. And uh, 
but I never ran it on mine because I'm just uh, super paranoid about running uh, virus-infected software on my own machine. Are you still friends with him today? Do you still talk to this person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I wonder why, wonder what those conversations are like now. <laughs> well, I mean, we both uh, we both knew. I guess we what both it could didn't be, right? see the, like, yeah, the, we didn't really. The dream uh, is dream is fascinating. We never thought it would get this big back then, like with a lot of people. So, but uh, but yeah. So then I've always followed it a little bit, and then probably like at the. Uh, second half of 2016, Bitcoin's price was going up and everyone was talking about it a lot. And I would talk to my dad about it a lot. And like one day he asked me like, well, how do you get it? And, um, he was, I was like, you know what? I never, I don't really know. So then <laughs> like as far as buying it, like I knew about mining it, but, uh, so I went online to see how you could buy some. This is over the winter break and I saw it was pretty easy. So then like right around January 1st, I, uh, bought a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. This is January 1st, 2017. And, uh, I bought two Ethereum for $20 because I had never heard of it. And what the hell? It's only $10 each. So <laughs> it might be as much as Bitcoin someday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, I've really been into it probably like a year and a half going on two years. So, uh, thanks dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like, I, I, I feel like most people are the ones getting their parents into it and, and I was like, you were into it, but your dad was like, how do I buy this? Like, so he was the impetus to get you to go forward. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a very interesting twist. Yeah. He never actually bought any, oh, but, man. uh, but yeah, he was uh, just threw that question out there, and it seems so basic and obvious. And, but all right, so as we move forward a little bit here, one of my ideas would be: uh, why don't we define a few of the topics up front, so that way we can easily and more cohesively jump between items without having to re-explain each thing each time. So. Um, if there's anybody you want to add to this list, feel free. But the the three protagonists that I have in mind would be Roger Ver. And um, does anybody want to give a summary of him or, you know, short but sweet? Bitcoin Jesus. Um, he was just a uh, promoter of Bitcoin back in the day and uh, got a, pe- a lot of people on board with it. And then he turned into Bitcoin Judas when he decided to follow the Bitcoin cash fork instead of the Bitcoin BTC fork. Um, so a lot of people felt like he turned uh, his back on the community and he's received a lot of hate since that moment. I love that comparison because in, in this topic in particular, I've, I've said on the show at least five times that I see so many comparisons to religion. I see so many comparisons to people that are set in their ways and aren't willing to see the other side. And a lot of this dogmaticism is something that I've viewed as very negative. However, what is I, I've suspected to be the case for a while is that the loudest people are the ones that may not know the most information. So I, I'm imagining there's a, a wide gap of people in the middle. And there's only some amount of people on the very extreme side. So, um, all right. So we have Roger Ver, and then um, Craig Wright is another one. He's been uh, Satoshi. He's been very vocal that he is Satoshi, and I'm not sure anybody believes him 
Um, I believe even Craig, even Roger is admitting that he's not sure he believes it anymore. I, I watched that in a video recently. So that was like supposedly a big bomb to that community. Yeah, there's a, I don't know, there's a strong case for him being involved, um, maybe even like as a minor role or a major role in a small team of people that were working to create it. The problem is with a lot of the uh, information that he's put out there that has been uh, fraudulent and I don't know. It makes the stronger claims suspect. Like the so the strongest thing is that um, he supposedly provided cryptographic evidence to Gavin Andreessen. And uh, he would be, like, in my opinion, a pretty hard person to fool with regard to all this stuff. But he was convinced. And even with all the other stuff that has come out since, he's never retracted his statement saying that, uh, like, the proof he showed him was legit. Uh, so I don't know. I Can we define who Gavin is it. real quick? Just uh, another character here, part of the story. Uh, yeah, he's not so much involved with Bitcoin anymore, but he was uh, one of the developers really early on. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was the uh, person that Satoshi gave the um, uh, software repo keys to like after after Satoshi split. So he was the holder of the keys to the kingdom for a while, the second person after Satoshi. So I think they also have a podcast and we I tried to get on it and they told me we are very selective of our podcast guests. <laughs> and unfortunately, you do not fit the criteria. That was their. You, sound, you sound surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, like that, I've I've never been like kind of told to fuck off in an email like that. They normally just ignore you. I don't <laughs> know if true, I hated yeah. it or appreciated I've been it. A, I've been ignored a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got three of the characters there, and uh, another character that I've been introduced to for a while that has his name has popped up a couple times is Calvin Air. And he's been a longtime um, CEO of gambling companies and, and not been afraid to have a large company like Bodog um, be, you know, be willing to take U.S. customers. And, you know, in a way, he's he's been, you know, behind the scenes, apparently a really vocal voice for economic freedom and, you know, believing in that people should have the freedom to do whatever they want now, you know. He has a business built around that. So, you know, I, I, I always wonder how much these people truly believe in this or the fact that they just want to remain billionaires. But, um, so any, you said you weren't that familiar with him, Brant. Do you, Brent, do you have any stories from him? I, I just know that he was, I mean, he owned Bovada. He, he kind of made it like about him a lot sometimes. Like he would have like the Calvin Iyer like tour or he would have like a package where he could win and go with him. <laughs> I know that like both he, he was the star of his own commercials. I remember that. Yeah, but <laughs> so it was, it was Bodog, and then it was Bovada, and now it's Ignition, and that is probably most poker players like first foray into Bitcoin if they weren't like into it from some other direction. Like that was that was when I found out what it was when I was thinking about playing online poker on Ignition, or not even it wasn't it was Bovada still then, but Bovada, yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, anything about well, where he got his billions or millions or whatever he has, but... Well, I mean, owning a, one of the largest internet casinos for, like, the better part of a decade, you're well, probably going to be okay. He was big before then, because he was, like, he was already well-known, and the only reason Bovada or Bodog even kept existing was because of how much money he had, because they were nowhere... They were only a speck in the in the overall market, 
when you know before black friday when it was full tilt and uh party poker and poker stars that were really <clears throat> so brent I'll, I'll connect some dots for you here um so you know paul hyden keith's roommate yep he, he is my he is my first introduction to bitcoin um he had 40 bitcoin he wanted to sell me in 2015-16 um average price was like 240 at the time so it was like somewhere in the range of like 10k he wanted to sell and he came over to my house um my roommate and i were like talking to him about it we didn't understand anything and you know he just couldn't he couldn't sell me that that it was like any part of it was legit like he couldn't he didn't understand any of it so god damn it paul (laughs) I, I was just like, nah, I guess, I guess we're fine. And like, it, it went, it shot to a thousand, like not that much later. And then I'm like, all right, I, I got to figure out what this stuff's all about. And that's where my journey began. So, you know, it, it's, it's very interesting too, because when I started getting into this space, it wasn't that long afterwards that this entire Bitcoin cash situation started developing. I think this began in August of 17. And, um, I hadn't really been involved much, much longer than, you know, earlier in 2017. So, I was actually a little surprised to hear that you haven't been involved much longer than that. Well, it started before that with all the with all the drama, but that was the actual fork. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, um, like I had a little bit, and I didn't really know much about it. And I would just basically uh, follow it on our Bitcoin on Reddit, and uh, I was on Team BTC all the way. Like uh, when everything was forking, it was like the miners are evil and. Uh, just pretty much uh, believed everything they said um, and never really questioned it. I had no reason to. Um, but then immediately, pretty much right after the fork happened, I did see a Craig Wright video where he uh, was explaining um, the incentive structure behind Bitcoin and why it made sense um, uh, with large blocks and why small blocks really changed the system completely. Like the economics and the uh, incentives driving the system, uh, it's, it's really a totally new system with uh, constrained blocks versus having more block space than you need. And uh, right about that time, also there was... Um, there was kind of a backlog going on in the BTC network and fees were rising. And uh, right after the fork, uh, someone probably just as a demonstration uh, sent a chunk load of transactions through the Bitcoin cash network. And this is something that would have uh, backed up uh, BTC for days, probably, if not uh, a week or two. And man, it just squashed it in like under an hour. And uh, that really impressed me. So then I just started reading more and more and more. And uh, here I am. So I know that none of us are are experts in economy, but I had a little bit of thought last night. I was scrolling through Binance and, you know, I'm noticing that like there's a lot more there's a lot more tokens these days that have a two unit ecosystem. For example, V chain has their Thor. Neo's had the gas. That's always been a long thing. Um, ontology has ontology gas. There, there, I feel like there's a lot more, um, a lot more tokens that have a two token ecosystem. I'm curious, like, does it, doesn't it make the most sense to just have the original vision might have been 
Bitcoin, Litecoin, but like, doesn't Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin, don't they just interact synergistically? Like, why does it have to be one versus the other? Um, I think a lot of it comes down to like competing for hash rate, like the, um, the hash rate is seen as like the security of the network. And, uh, there's always this, um, thing hanging over the heads of Bitcoin Cash where, uh, since they're, the amount of hash they have securing their network is only like a tenth or a fifth, whatever it happens to be at the time of the hash on the Bitcoin uh, BTC network, uh, some of those miners could easily come over and just uh, do a 51% on BCH. Like if they wanted to, like I don't really think it's in their uh, financial interest to do something like that. And they're certainly not incentivized to do anything like that, but the possibility remains. Like if some people uh, decided to just, do something devastating to the Bitcoin cash network. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something that they could do. Whereas like uh, on the, on the BTC network, um, you would definitely, you would just have to coll- you would have to actually find 51% of the miners who would go along with your plan where yeah, to make that a little more clear, maybe. So for BCH, like there might be one or two miners for if they got together um, and pointed their hash towards BCH, uh, they could do whatever they wanted. Dang, that's a lot. All right. So before I feel like if we don't ring this in, this might end up in a Bitcoin versus Bitcoin cash. But that's not what we're here for. <laughs> we are here for the even better showdown. We're here for the undercard. We're here for Bitcoin Cash versus whatever the fuck Craig Wright is doing. And I don't know anything about this stuff, so I'm kind of like making up like maybe it's not Craig Wright. Maybe it's Roger and friends. So what is like the core disagreement? What is happening? Why do they hate each other? Why is Craig sending emails threatening to bring down all coins or whatever that, he's that, saying? That email is sweet, actually. Yeah, I don't – I. I couldn't tell you. I have some theories, but uh, to me, Craig is part just crazy person. Oh yeah. Um, so the so the crux of the issue, I guess, is uh, Bitcoin ABC, which is uh, one of the um, client software packages that. All right. Uh, so we run. we talked about this a little bit off air, but I I kind of I learned a lot, so I want to make sure we don't miss any of this. So. Um, we were discussing the the original story. You were kind of giving me some info. Now, all of these nodes that op- that operate the network, they run their own software. And you were saying that in the Bitcoin community, a vast majority of the software is the same. It's it's the core software that runs the core software on a very high percentage of the nodes. And to my understanding, as long as they're running the same software, the chain will stay together everybody's working cohesively. That's the Bitcoin way. Yeah. The only, so on uh, BTC, uh, they, it's like 90, something like 97% of the uh, nodes out there are core nodes. So really the only way you can uh, vote or uh, make changes like what we're seeing on Bitcoin cash would be if the core developers added a feature into their software and some people opted to upgrade and other people said, no, we don't like that. So their only option is to not upgrade. So it's a, 
a lot more limited in the in the direction you can go. You can like choose to go forward with the devs, or you can choose to stay behind. But yeah, and so on Bitcoin Cash, uh, the big players are ABC, uh, Bitcoin Unlimited, and uh, now SV. And so when they make changes, um, if you uh, don't implement replay protection or anything like that, they're all competing for the hash rate. And right. I'm going to stop you for a second because the, the replay protection was something that I learned about today and it was something I had never been familiar with, but I'm going to try to fill us in a little bit on what I understood it to be. Now, um, I was watching something from Roger and he was discussing this and basically the concept was, um, and it, it ends up costing the exchanges a lot of money because most of the time exchanges pool their money all together in a single wallet. So generally their Bitcoin will all be together and they just leave on the website little tickers that say how much of it is yours. And everybody, everybody has an account, but obviously they're a custodian of all of it. So I guess this happened when the Ethereum classic fork happened from Ethereum because everybody was pooled. Um, people were just depositing a bunch of Ethereum, getting credit for the fork. If their wallets were empty of Ethereum Classic, then the exchanges were recognizing them as qualified for the, the fork. And then if they were able to withdraw the Ethereum and then put it in their own wallet, then they could get the fork twice. That was essentially what was happening. So they were stealing a lot of funds from exchanges and exchanges lost a lot of money because of this replay protection. Did I, did I butcher anything or was that mostly right? Um, yeah, not super familiar with the mechanism, but that cool. sounds like a possible scenario. I'm glad I stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so going forward then, um, what, what was the purpose? Of, or, one of these is not offering that, correct? Yeah. So, okay. Right. Uh, going back to where I was. So, uh, you have, uh, ABC, Bitcoin Unlimited and, um, SV and, so they can all offer different upgrade options, and then they just compete. I said they compete for hash, but they're really uh, competing for minor support. And um, and so what the so what ends up happening is like the the longest chain wins, and whichever features that chain has is the the definition of Bitcoin Cash going forward. And so what uh, Bitcoin ABC is offering is uh, CTOR, uh, which is canonical transaction ordering, and uh, an opcode called uh, check data sig verify, I believe is its name. And what uh, Bitcoin SV is offering is basically not that opcode. They want to raise the block size immediately to 128 megabytes, the maximum block size limit. And uh, and they're putting a few uh, pre-existing opcodes, like uh, opcodes for like shifting bits and uh, doing multiplications, I believe. And uh, so what happens is like, as soon as uh, any of the ABC miners um, mine a block that uh, has one of these uh, check data sig verify uh, opcodes in it, it is not going to be recognized by any of the SV miners. And so they are not going to build blocks on top of it. And that's how you 
that's mainly the thing that's going to diverge these. Uh, so my question is, diverge the blockchain. Right, go ahead, Brent. So I, I picked the, the important thing I picked out of there is that is the 128 megabyte block size kind of core to this disagreement? No, it's kind of oh, okay. a non-issue because uh, <laughs> that would have that, been ironic as fuck. <laughs> that's on the roadmap for ABC as well, as I understand it. But they don't plan on implementing it um, until I forget what the date is, March or something like that. So, so that's kind of a non-issue. And uh, from the stress tests, we've seen that they can't. Um, there's a bottleneck in transactions being. Uh, uh, inserted into the mempool, which is art of, or limiting the maximum block size to about 22 megabytes right now. So, so they could raise it to whatever they want, but the way the software is right now, it's not going to go over uh, right around 22 megabytes. Although uh, there were some blocks that uh, were 32 megabytes mined on on Bitcoin Cash the, in the last couple of days. But from what I understand, those were uh, SV mining nodes. And uh, and on top of the legitimate transactions, they just filled the block with their own transactions. So they didn't really have to get them from the network. They just made them up and, as far as I can tell, sent them back and forth between themselves just to create a 32 megabyte block with Mostly filled with transactions that uh, never had to propagate through the network. See, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> that's uh, that's my um, headline reading understanding of what went on. I didn't really <laughs> take a deep dive into that. But all right, so so we've got ABC, we've got Unlimited, and we've got SV. Who belongs to which team? Because we're talking about the villains. We're talking about <laughs> the we're talking about the public faces of this stuff. So. So who are the players on which software? Um, ABC is mainly backed by Jihan Wu in, uh, in the Bitmain, his company. And it seems to be like most of the exchanges and uh, other developers are on his side. Uh, Bitcoin Unlimited is, uh, they're kind of a neutral party. They, their client... Um, has features of both, and then the people running that can individually check or, uh, which features they want to support, and so it can go either way. And then SV is Craig Wright, uh, Calvin Air, and um, uh, CoinGeek. I forget exactly how everyone on that site is interrelated, but uh, so Rogers an unlimited guy. He. He was uh, pretty neutral um, and didn't really take a side for the longest time. I think only recently uh, he came out. And I don't think it was uh, full support of ABC. I think it was um, still kind of a neutral stance. But I guess that was enough to set Craig off. um... (laughs) What is it enough to set Craig off? I mean, honestly. I, I remember watching that video where somebody asked him a question or something that he didn't like, and he just started. Ye- he was at a conference and he just started yelling at everybody. And he's like, "Do you want me to talk? Or you want this guy to talk? All right, you want this guy to talk? I'm leaving." And everybody's like, "Okay, get the fuck out." <laughs> and then he left. Sounds about right. <laughs> okay, so so Jihan Wu is one of the players that we didn't talk about in the beginning, and Bitmain obviously they have uh, a, 
metric fuck ton of Bitcoin cash, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One million, from what I hear. Yeah, they they I know they have a lot of uh, a lot of Bitcoin cash, so they have definitely a. Did they successfully launch their IPO? I don't think they are done with that yet. I don't think so either. Okay. So they have a massive dog in the race. They're supporting ABC. Uh, Unlimited is the night. They're like the Irish, I guess. They're like the. <laughs> they're there, and they can maybe swing the election a little bit sometimes, but. They're they're not really doing much, and then uh, and then we got and we're back over here on on the the bad team, which is Craig. I was hoping I was hoping it was going to be Calvin and Roger on SV and Craig Wright on ABC. <laughs> that was my best case scenario. Can we redraft these teams? I don't, yeah, I don't like this. I want to I want to shuffle them up. So. <laughs> All right, so 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 we know that the um, that now the the the. The core disagreement has to do with requiring certain software positions, which are mentioned as uh, strings that you gave us. Uh, wh- what is the – is there a core philosophical disagreement? Like like if – without discussing Bitcoin versus, versus Bitcoin Cash, the core philosophical disagreement there is – uh, this one is Satoshi's true vision. No, this one is Satoshi's true vision. So is that playing a role in this or is this more like, no, this is just better, you idiots. Don't do this one. Do this one. The most reasonable argument uh, that I have heard. Well, so first of all, the the only thing that anyone thinks will really split the uh, blockchain is that uh, check, check data sig verify opcode. And... Um, and so the reason or the arguments I've heard against it are that it is something that you could implement in Bitcoin script the way it is now. Uh, it's just that it is a pretty long function and it's pretty complicated. So if you actually did implement it in uh, the current Bitcoin script, it would be about a one megabyte uh, script. Um, so if you're paying a byte or a Satoshi per byte, um, you're paying a million satoshis to run that uh, to run that function for whatever you need it to do. So if you just have an opcode that says do that, uh, relatively speaking, you're getting that uh, huge function for free. Now they already have functions like that um, for verifying signatures and computing hashes and things like that. But those, uh, it's understood that those are integral to the uh, the main purpose of Bitcoin Cash. It's uh, those are behind the money transmittal features, so uh, those aren't really controversial. Um, ABC kind of just wants to uh, wait. They don't really think there's a reason to add it just yet, and they would prefer to just um, increase the script size limit so that people can write really complicated scripts and they can see what people are actually using. And uh, then if later, if some, something seems like it needs to be subsidized in that manner, that, uh, that then they can make that choice. But, um, and so SV, they are against the subsidy. And, uh, but the arguments Craig Wright makes for it is that, it will enable um, certain illegal activities to happen on uh, on the blockchain. I don't really know the specifics of that. Um, it's, it seems kind of odd since you. It's nothing that 
can't theoretically be done uh, without the opcode, but uh, but that's his main uh, or seems to be his main argument against is that it would enable certain illegal operations to go down on the blockchain, and he doesn't want to. It wasn't part of the original Bitcoin plan, and he's trying to take it back down to the bare bones minimum uh, of what Bitcoin was when it first came out. <laughs> All right, so I definitely see some ironies, some ironies <laughs> here. Uh, we have one side that wants to wait and see, feels like they don't need to put in this upgrade that seems like a, a strict positive. And one side saying, no, we need to put this upgrade in. Like, I understand it's only a little bit helpful now, but we're going to need it in the future. Sounds a lot like the block size to me. But uh, also interesting that that uh, Satoshi himself is trying to go back towards um, less stuff versus more stuff. So both or going back towards Satoshi's vision. It's probably worth mentioning, too, that um, a lot of people probably don't care one way or the other about that opcode. Um, but the ABC uh, with their CTOR and graphene system, uh, it seems like a really viable way to get to really large blocks like um, transmission and propagation of uh, gigabyte uh, blocks on the blockchain uh, seem like something that's really possible with the way ABC wants to go. So, um, so technically speaking, there's the subsidy, but like the thing a lot of people care about without, uh, understanding any of that is that the ABC route seems like you could get, uh, blocks large enough to scale on a, on a global, uh, that sounds uh, really bad. If there's, <laughs> if you're getting, if one block has a gigabyte of data, that's going to pile on top very very quickly and make it really hard to mine and store those those the entire blockchain right like that's a but here's how electronics work man like i was just looking at hard drives for my computer and i'm probably getting a terabyte man like every i feel like there's going to be an increase in everything right like it's if interesting every now, block it, was a gigabyte that wouldn't take very long to have a terabyte of information on the chain yeah but so the um so the idea is we don't need those now and we won't need those for some time. And right. what the are the time, hard drives like when we do need those? Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't even comprehend. I don't know. Yeah. It could be the case where, um, like people think of a gigabyte, like they used to think of a megabyte. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're uh, hoping on. And like, uh, we, yeah, we don't really want to get into the, uh, Bitcoin versus Bitcoin, cash debate but uh that's kind of like uh like part of it like um like they want miners to decide like they're going to be the ones investing the money for this space and they think they should be the ones who decide like how big uh of a blockchain they're willing to store and not just have like this artificial cap on it because some people think uh Oh, it'll just be too big. They think now it'll just be too big. So we've got to cap it at this really small level. And uh, they're thinking more like, well, who are we to say? We're not the ones that are going to be storing it. Let the guys with skin in the game decide how big of blocks they want to make and how big of a blockchain they feel it's economically feasible to to manage. All right. So ABC stands for freedom. 
<laughs> I'm trying to break this down into like I'm trying to oversimplify it just to kind of y'all woke me up early in the morning. So um, <laughs> ABC stands for freedom. SV stands for fascism. I'm pretty if, I, if I'm understanding it correctly. Um, I personally don't see like a huge difference in either. Like I understand their point about the subsidy for the check data sig verify opcode, but I don't think it will be that big of a deal. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I don't think it will matter much either way. Like whichever one wins, it will probably operate just as it used to and no one will notice a difference. Right. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it, see it as a big deal as everybody else makes it out to be. But So my guess is that the way this kind of like many things will go down. This fork is going to be decided by mostly what the default situation is. Um, you know, there, there's going to be like one of these two items is already going to be mostly defaulted to by people. And only the people with their finger on the pulse of the community are going to know whether they want to make a decision to change their software between ABC or SV and, or unlimited, but they don't seem like they have a dog in a fight. Right. So, um, so what is the default right now or which one of those two is the more popular software? Um, probably uh, ABC and Unlimited. Um, I think ABC has the, like between those two, I think ABC has uh, by far the most, but I could have that switched. And uh, SV wasn't really even on the map at all like a couple of months ago. Like I think they only recently got their uh, finding software operational uh, fairly recently. And they're already and, causing trouble. <laughs> yeah, and they just bought brought a ton of miners online really quickly. And uh, uh, I think the last time I checked, they're looking like around 55% of the entire BCH hash rate, uh, all the SV aligned players. So oh. I don't really know. Um, so they have a, like the majority of nodes are still ABC, but the majority of hash rate maybe SV. Well, I'm only yeah, so I'm only talking about uh mining nodes really here. So, uh, when I've been mm. saying nodes, I've really Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, meant mining nodes. So, I I I could have I could have clarified that too. Miners. The so <laughs> the the number of miners is ABC. The amount of hash power they direct at the network may be SV related. So, we do actually have something that's a little bit more contentious than I thought this may have been. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, because like I was saying um, earlier, I don't know if this was uh, on air or not, but uh, since the BTC has a lot more uh, total hash power, like if any of those players um, decide, like, I want this side to win or that side to win, they could direct all their hash power into the fight and mine at a loss for a little while for ideological reasons. Um, so... Well, yeah, that was the interview that I watched with MyCon and uh, the ones that I posted in the um, the group chat that the three of us are in. Um, and they talked about how, you know, Calvin Anderson or uh, Calvin Air is a really smart guy and basically is going to play the long game here. And it, it seems like the most logical situation is that they're going to do this fork. It's going to take a little while to develop and then it's going to try to come online at once a decent amount down, you know, a year, two years from now, whatever. And you know whatever they do with it they do with it let's let's see what happens hmm. yeah there was a tweet from craig saying that he was prepared to mine for up to two years at a loss to get this thing going so 
I'm going to actually read this uh, statement <laughs> from Mr. Craig Wright. This is an email to Roger Veer titled ABC. If you want a war, dot, 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 I will do two years of no trade. Nothing. In the war, no coin can trade. If you want ABC, you want shit coins, welcome to bankruptcy. It was nice knowing you. Bitcoin will die before ABC shits on it. I will see BCH trade at zero for a few years. Will you? Side with ABC. You hate Bitcoin. You are my enemy. You have fucking no idea what that means. You will. I am Satoshi. Have a nice life. You will now discover me when pissed off. And no, you could have had proof. Your choice. Fuck you, Greg. That is word for word the motherfucking letter this guy sent to, to Roger Veer. He's, oh yeah. Mm, ah! He's literally just screaming and and uh, waving a stick. I don't know that. So yeah, that is what he's that is what he's saying. He's saying he's willing to spend two years losing money just because he now hates Roger. <laughs> which I get. Which I get. <laughs> Can we just get new characters? Can we just get a redraw? Like, yeah, forget the redraft. Let's just reroll. Let's <laughs> please. We gotta. We have to give Roger Ver like equivalent charisma to his intelligence because right now you just get him a little bit riled up and he he starts telling you about how rich he is. Yeah, so. and I actually was I, I was rewatching that um that an interview with Charlie Lee. I was letting it play in the background and like there were long stretches where I was like, meh. Like Rogers seems like oh, he's, he's trying. Sh- he shit all over Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee was not I mean, ready like, for that. I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe it was a little bit of a relationship like you and I have, where like if people like took a video camera and watched us interact, they would think we hate each other, and they would think <laughs> that like I don't know. It's I mean on on this actual camera, it's a little different, but in real life, I, I felt like they've had a long bit of rapport that maybe. You know, Roger feels extra easy just like running right through Charlie's statements and just like saying whatever he feels. I don't know. No, the best part of that interview was when Roger just like turned to the camera and started started pitching. He was just like, I don't even have to argue with this guy because he's not very good at debating. So I'm just going to look at the camera and do like an <laughs> infomercial right now. I have never seen this. <laughs> yeah, they were on oh, the blockchain. It was cruise? like an hour and twenty minutes. They were on a cruise, just sitting there talking. It was really interesting. And they were, yeah, they were having, they were having like arguments, or they were arguing about, I believe, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and uh, and just he was, he was clearly much better at that particular Human style of debate. <laughs> now he's also got like the rhetoric that he will always just like pull out of thin air as soon as he doesn't have an argument you know he goes to that same uh well spoken uh you know three or four sentences about bitcoin versus bitcoin cash that you'll hear him say constantly and he, he would pull that out when he's in the middle if he feels like he can't say something but still if you watch that that uh that interview while charlie lee did make some good points i i would say he lost the debate because he was not a great debater so <laughs> Anyway, that, that, I don't know how Charlie Lee got involved in this. This guy doesn't even have any Litecoin anymore, and we're talking and we're talking about Bitcoin Cash. So well, yeah, but he sold it at the top because he wanted to be able to talk about it. 
So this is all right. Look, we we're, I forgot we're not releasing this on November fifteenth. Releasing it the day before. So if you're listening to this episode the day before and you're thinking like, oh shit, what do I do? The normal protocol on a fork is make sure you don't ha- have your money on exchanges because not all of them support the fork. Some of them do. Some More of them importantly, don't. Be in control of the private keys. Yeah, you, you have. Yeah, don't have it somewhere where you're not in control of the private keys. So I have your private keys, but. Is there any other protocol we need to think about? What is going to happen on Wednesday? I know we never know. Or on Thursday. I know we never know. But if you had to kind of like crystal ball it, what's going to go down? Uh, I don't know. I can tell you what I'm hoping for. Uh, I kind of – I will say that I kind of agree with the – I do like the CTOR and the graphene technologies, but I kind of agree with the Craig White – I can't even talk – Craig Wright side Uh, more. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just not a good personality. Like, even though I think maybe the – technologically speaking, that road might be slightly better, I think uh, just having – the appearance of Craig Wright being the leader of Bitcoin Cash would hurt more than anything. So I kind of uh, hope that uh, a lot of uh, BTC miners come over to the ABC side of Bitcoin Cash and uh, the SV miners just can't compete at all and just get uh, crushed by the amount of hash power and support of ABC. And that this whole thing is tidied up very quickly. Uh, but since Craig and Calvin are apparently willing to uh, sink a lot of money into this fight, like it might not go down that smooth. Um, I haven't really uh, researched too much about what to do with my coins because I'm just going to be holding them no matter what. So I just have them in a private wallet and I'm just going to uh, keep the key tucked away until. Uh, all the dust settles and we know what the outcome is. So I wonder if this will function as a little bit of an olive branch with the Bitcoin community coming in to help the Bitcoin cash community. If the, if the miners coming in and being like, all right, we'll help you out for a little bit here. No problem. We'll, we'll make this go smooth. And then in the end, maybe there's less animosity. I don't know. Like, um, it could, that could be go a long way to uh, mending the rift between the two camps. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool to see happen. All right, so do you do you have any mining uh, that's still going on? I know you were talking about mining in the beginning. That that was kind of how you started to find. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of uh, the guys at the uh, lab where um, I'm doing my research at research at at USF, we've uh, pulled some of our resources together and had a few mining rigs going on. We don't really mine Bitcoin though; it's mainly Ethereum and uh, there's a ton of other coins. There's like all kinds of Raven. Mine. Did you get any Raven coin? <laughs> I don't think so, but man, we've mined like Mona coin and Feather coin and Brick coin. <laughs> it's an impressive list. Mo- Mona coin. That's a that's one that's like a like a Doge, right? They're, they're just <laughs> mostly a meme. Japanese Doge, I think, is how I think of it. But. Man. It's crazy. Apparently, a lot of people use it over there. I think uh, Twitch even has a plugin where you can uh, donate MonoCoin. Or... A lot of these coins that we mine, I'm not super familiar with. Um, if they look interesting, I'll hang on to them. But most of them, we just trade for uh, something more established. 
I was mining. I was mining uh, Zencash for a while. Horizon. So I have uh, a little stack of that from mining it earlier this year. So. Well, yeah. If you get forty-two of them together, you get a secure node. <laughs> you Not can quite that much. But. Check about check out Ultimate Nodes. Use yeah, the Ultimate Nodes IO. Use the code Crypto Basic show notes. Podcast Ten. <laughs> I think. Um, all right. So is there anything that we haven't covered about the coming apocalypse? Like what happens, what happens in the hash wars? Like, let's get crazy. Like what, what goes yeah, down? Play, Everybody digs in World War three real quick. What, what's the worst case scenario for crypto? God, um, worst case is APC wins and Craig is humiliated and he really does have access to the Satoshi coins and just, dumps the million BTC and BCH on the market and everything goes oh, to man. really low prices. <laughs> like, Yeah, okay, so that's going to be another check mark in the column that he's not Satoshi if he loses and he doesn't do that because everything we know about this guy means <laughs> that he would love nothing more than to just start tanking prices left and right Rage because quit. he Everyone's lost. going yeah, down. Exactly. Quit. Oh, my God. He's throwing oh, the table man. down the stairs. He's... <laughs> So at this point, I, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up, but I, I have a, uh, a reminder to you guys of something that I wanted to touch on. Um, just remember that Vitalik said, if Craig Wright turns out to be Satoshi, it's going to change my opinion of Satoshi significantly more than it would change my opinion of Craig Wright. So <laughs> guess who agrees with that's that a now? Of what the type of person that we're working with and what the one of the most respected members of this community thinks very publicly about, you know, one of the members of this interesting story. Roger, Roger Veer agreed with him and said, I have that same opinion now. <clears throat> yeah, I am kind of in that camp as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, uh, he does, like, when you see him talk about the economics of Bitcoin, like, he definitely knows what he's talking about. But, uh, uh, Craig Wright, I'm speaking about now. But, man, like, just uh, his interpersonal relationship skills and the way he conducts himself are just, uh, it's just toxic. Like, I don't know. I can't handle it. <clears throat> I don't know. Trying to take turns playing God. <laughs> I don't know how he could be a successful business person with that kind of attitude. Like, uh, if you uh, work with a bunch of people that are easy to push around, you can move yourself to the top real quick. Yeah, uh, you you see a lot of examples of that. I think you know there's and some to not an extent. Like there's there's some people who are who are assholes that just are better at hiding it. Donald Trump. And so, yeah, yeah. well, he wasn't good at hiding it, but and- I mean, yeah, that's my point, right? Like sometimes an asshole can just be arrogant and push himself to the top, right? Like throw money yeah. at problems, like whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. So, so since we're at the end of the episode, we can get a little nonsensical here. If you had to assign a, uh, a, a famous person, and we can't use Donald Trump because we just used him. <laughs> a, a, a famous non-crypto person to each of the personalities we've talked about. Let's let's go Jihan Wu. Let's go Roger Veer. Let's go uh, Gavin. Let, let's let's go Calvin Iyer, and we'll we'll go with Craig Wright. Those four, like who who are their like uh, you know celebrity Avengers? counterparts? 
No, not <laughs> Avengers. Because <laughs> they're all the bad guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not coming up with any uh, uh, good comparisons, except for maybe Craig Wright. And this isn't a real person, but uh, Rick from Rick and Morty, maybe. Like, I don't know if uh, <laughs> Craig Wright has the genius to <laughs> be on the same genius level yeah, as Rick. really conflicted my heart right now. Whoa. But he's clearly a smart guy, but he, like, doesn't mind like telling you anything. And don't want? What's that? Is he the hero that we need and just don't want? Like, we, I hope we, not. We don't, like, we don't realize how much we need him? I hope not. <laughs> Man. Damn, that's an interesting twist. <laughs> um, let's see. So I'll, I'll try to tackle. Uh, I'll try to tackle. Let's go Jihan. I, I, Jihan Wu is like the guy pulling the strings that's running like the big stuff behind the scenes, but not really like getting out there actively in fist fights, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to make him kind of the. I don't know. We'll go with like a Mark Cuban kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I was random. I, I you know what? I was talking there and I didn't really have a good answer. If if you had to decide a Shark Tank personality to each of these guys, who would it be? Oh, specific to Shark Tank. I don't remember all those people. But um, who's who's the like who's the biggest douche? The there's the bald guy that's loud. The bald guy that's loud. All right. That guy's Craig. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. We're actually going to ask one of the questions we asked most of our guests. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have an answer for this, and it's going to be nice instead of fighting you about it. However, um, if you had to store five coins for the next 10 years, no trades, nothing, what would they be? Uh, man, I would uh, pick a Bitcoin cash for sure. Um. I don't what really an acronym for that. What do you call it in a, in a short abbreviation? BCH. All right, good. Um, I don't really believe in Bitcoin BTC, but I would probably put it in there just as a hedge because even okay. though I think the economics of it are inferior, um, people don't always make the uh, technologically superior choice. So it's the leader right now. You could be the leader in five years. I would also, I'd probably go Ethereum, Cardano, Neo. Is that five? Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Cardano, Neo. Yeah, that is five. That's that, and Kareem would be very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, those are four of his favorite coins, and, and honestly, ours. But coin. yeah, I was yeah. impressed. I heard on the podcast that he had it when it was still Ant Shares. And yeah. Like, I watched it rise as Ant shares, and I like always thought about buying some, and uh, I actually didn't pull the trigger until it was already Neo. But I remember I've been watching Kareem, it for a while. I remember Cream having to explain to me why a coin would rebrand. I remember that story. Like I was just like, "Why did it change it now? I don't get it. Like, well, why would they do that?" <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. All right. Anything else we want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, that was uh, that was super informative. That was a lot of information that we definitely did not have, nor did we're too fucking lazy to go get it. So thanks for coming on and doing our work yeah, for us. I'm not an expert. Um, just uh, I'm a fan of Bitcoin Cash, so I've been reading up on it. And uh, so, 
any fact checkers out there, sorry if I got a little bit wrong, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I love it when they the, they fact check us and then we have to like <laughs> have our tail between our legs on the next show and we're like, yeah, we, we screwed this I've up. I've been this guilty up, of up. that myself. Like so. <clears throat> so now I, it's like the it's aimed at me. So <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> a lot you're, different on this side. You're doing yeah, it. We, you're actually a great example. You don't mind saying like, well, I didn't like that you said this or <laughs> and I and I said to you honestly and I and I truly meant this. Like I appreciate that because. I don't know what's going on around here. It, there's a lot of very technical aspects of this space that I don't know and I won't know, but we're going to put our opinions out there and then we're going to let the community decide, you know, how they're going to view those opinions. And guess what? We're not. <laughs> we're not financial advisors. Nobody in this conversation is a financial advisor. We're all pretty much idiots. And we, we were just here for entertainment purposes only. There are, uh, there's inherent risk in all investments. So since we were talking about that, I thought I'd put that out there. All right, that's going to do it for the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name was Mike. I was here with Blent and Blant. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Join the Discord. Yeah, do all that cool stuff that makes us feel important. <laughs>